Okay, so our next film is from the BFI Sight and Sound Top 100 Greatest Films of All Time list. It's the critics list. It is. It is number 78? 78, yes. It is the 1998 film Bo Traval. Travail, that's what I've been saying. Bo Tra... It's French. Bo Travail. Bo Travail. Uh, say it in a vague French accent, and I think you're half halfway there. Yeah. Oh, this says it's a 1999. The BFI list says it's 1998. Interesting. Cringe. Who's correct? Vote now. <laughs> <laughs> it is a film by the French filmmaker Claire Denis. It is based loosely based on a Herman Melville novel, Billy Budd. No idea what that Herman Melville is. We, wrote the book. We, we will not be referencing this book ever again. I just wanted to. to well, he's the guy that. who wrote Moby Dick. So that's why I was curious. Yeah. Anyway, loosely based. Yeah. Gotcha. The story is set in the French, still French colony of Djibouti, Djibouti. And the, the, the characters of the film are members of the French Foreign Legion. And yes, <laughs> they they train. And they do a lot of training. Some, there's some tension. And then one of them tries, does some things. Things happen in this film. And then the film ends. Yeah. With Saturday, Saturday Night Fever-esque dancing sequence. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go well, ahead. And... I think it's very hard to imagine the ending of this film yes. by watching the beginning of this. No, film. I agree. Even even as you're watching the film. No, I agree. Like someone could tell you what was the ending and you'd be like, oh, you're just lying to me. You're joking. Not that it's that out of the way. No, I don't it's know. not. What did you think? I loved it. I'm, I'm surprised how much I liked it. Hmm. Because it's it's and maybe it was because I watched this movie with headphones. Because I don't know how you watch this movie, but the sound design was so crisp in this movie. So, so crisp. And I feel like I can get tricked into watching any movie as long as the sound design is good and it's ASMR like in its crunchiness and its dryness and texture. Um, but I really like this movie. I was surprised how much I like this movie because it's one of those very French movies where the plot is paper thin and it and it sort of progresses in a series of emotions so much more so than a narrative it's very much like a hypnotic kind of film that goes from memory to memory and scene to scene there is a lot of just shit <laughs> happening a lot happens but not a lot happens people are constantly doing things but nothing is happening yeah and usually i'm not into those kinds of movies but i actually really like this and i'm struggling to understand why I felt that the actual plot of the film was the letdown and <laughs> the visual expression of the film was the highlight. Yes. I, I saw this word used, so it's not an original thought. It's strangely hypnotic in the way that it's said presented. That. And it is 90. I know. Not you. I was reading oh. it elsewhere. I have not read anything. So I just want to say I'm just as smart as the random review that you read. I read the plot of this film. And I was like, that's the plot of this film. You read that after you watched it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The plot same. is barely in the I film. What's going on? <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> like you read the plot and you're like, oh, that's what's going on. Cool. To say the plot is paper thin, you read the plot on 
Wikipedia and it's paper thin already. And then you look at the film and or you watch the film and you're like, oh, that's the plot. Yeah, it's it's the film is film is is filled with just actions and just almost repetitive scenes. But at the same time, it's very interesting because of how much focus is placed on the nature of being in the military yeah i want to say because there's there's a very there's an intentional thing that militaries do and that is to create groupthink, to reduce individuality and to make just kind of a group which i couldn't give you the character there's there's three people name. there's two people that i could give you characterization for and the rest of them in the film are just kind of this bland three. mass of there's three, but one of so okay. So there is a the commander of the unit. Main character. We'll say. Mm. Oh, oh, okay, no, continue. Yes. So there's the sergeant. I, I need to look this up to be sure. There's the sergeant, who is the command essentially the commander of the group. Yeah. And then there's his superior, the commandant. And then there is Centaine. The young lad. The soldier. Yeah. The main soldier. Who is characterized i guess but not really no like, all we know is very orphan. little is spent on him for the amount if you read the plot it seems like a lot focuses on him but the film doesn't no. focus on him at all i guess i'm with you with this film should be a lot more frustrating than it was but i can't say that i ever disliked it mainly because it's just the setting this kind of desert rocky environment is just incredibly the film creates the environment and the feeling of the environment really well and that's what works i'm not so sure about the rest it's, of it and i need it's to the setting it. and it's the the culture the military the military culture i find interesting because there's this constant th feeling of um the, the surroundings are rejecting them they're stationed in these different colonies that you can tell the townspeople just don't want them there i feel like that's an interesting dynamic I, I find the, the scenes of just the various training because there's a lot of training, but I just find those scenes very satisfying to watch, especially in the beginning, like that scene where they're just crawling under the wire. I don't know why I'm just like, this is so much fun to watch and nothing is happening now. Here is <laughs> this. It is a film that is predicated on watching men. Yes. And this is a gay movie. I'll, I'll leave it. There. This is a gay movie. And I went into this knowing that it was. Well, this is the least gay movie of all time. That is yeah. <laughs> yes. Because I went into this knowing that it was a gay movie and you have the poster where it's just the soldier's torso. So I'm like, OK, is this going to be like a forbidden romance? You know, don't ask, don't tell type movie. You're right. It is the least gay, but still gay, gay movie that ever existed. Um, and this is where. Which is interesting because it's made by a woman. Yes. Yes. Well, Claire Denis. So is, it, it is a heterosexual view of men yes. <laughs> in a gay narrative but there's never any kissing there's never even mention of love all of the the, the gayness of the movie is submerged <laughs> it is gay between the lines <laughs> but here's here's where it's interesting gay between the lines. <laughs> here's where it's interesting the movie itself is closeted is all i'm saying but here's where it gets interesting yeah. is that where I'm like, I'm watching this. I'm like, OK. 
how much of this is military procedure? <laughs> because I'm looking at it. Okay, one scene in particular. There's a scene where they're hitting rocks with pickaxes. And a van of the townspeople pulls up and you just see this sort of shot reverse shot reactions. And then these these beautiful images of all the soldiers sweaty with combat boots, no shirt or tank top in these little tight shorts. And I'm like, is this. Do they do this in the military? What are they doing? <laughs> it almost looked like a parody. It was a, it was interesting because there's a line fairly in the first third of the film where they're talking about like creasing and ironing their yes. shirts to be perfection. And that, that seems very much on, on brand for a military mm-hmm. to be kind of perfected, straight laced procedural and all yeah. that. And yet for a large portion of the film, they, there are a lot of scenes where the men are either wearing a t-shirt wearing a tank top or not nothing at all. And it seems very kind of haphazard in that but way. But it's also French, there's so you don't know. Kind of, there's not this cohesiveness yes, that yes. You, you feel should be there. Although I get... It's difficult because this is a... One, it is a different military than ours. Very different military. It is a different time than it's ours. Different. It is a colonial military. They're in a different country than the, the, the main government that they're supposed to be, or the main government that they're a part of. So... It's interesting. There's a lot of cultural aspects that also kind of drew me in. It's like trying to figure out what's going on, where they're at. Yeah. Um, well, another thing that I'm like, what is the purpose? Is there is a one of the many, many military drills that they do. It's just them. It's it's a whole group of them. Everyone gets a partner and they just embrace and they leave. And then they embrace and they let go. And I'm like aggressive, aggressive. Hugging. it's literally if you just close your eyes and listen it's nothing but like rhythmic slapping of skin and let go and you can hear the sweat and i'm like this is interesting it's 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 beautiful to look at it's great to listen to what is this what are they tra- what are they training <laughs> what what skill does this enhance this is the note I wrote about that scene was scene where they violently hug, push away and hug again. The commander is peacefully watching. <laughs> kind of weird. But that's the thing. Doesn't develop the central premise. But now I'm thinking about it. It kind of does. I, I mean, I this know. in the nicest way, because there's so many things like that in the booty shorts where I'm looking. I'm like, is this gay or is it French? <laughs> was an english military or a zimbabwe military i'd be like okay it's just gay but then i'm like oh they're french so i don't know (laughs) maybe that's how they learn i don't know (laughs) if only we were still doing the titles of the podcast where it's not the movie and we can just call this episode is this gay or is this french french or gay a new game show on split take (laughs) podcast but that's the thing is that there's so many french movies that are less focused on character and plot and more focused on mood. Some of them I find insufferably dull. One of them being three colors blue, mm. uh, 400 blows. Although I have over time appreciated that more, but this is one of those movies where I'm like, okay, this is exactly what I hate, but I love it. And I agree because I, I about halfway through the movie, I just started reading the plot synopsis. Cause I'm like, am I missing something? 
And then I read through and I'm like, okay, so this is what's happening. And I watched the rest of the movie knowing what was happening. But I'm also at the same time, like if I didn't read that, I had no clue because the plot is so paper thin. It's not even existent. I had no idea that the commander was jealous of the soldier. Yes. So my biggest issue with this film is that the primary foil for our protagonist this soldier that he's apparently has some attraction yeah. to is in the film very rarely mm-hmm. and very rarely in the same sequence together. Like there's no moment of eye contact between the two of them, not even like they're training together and they happen to be side by yeah. side. There's very little, they're very rarely in the same space together. There's very rarely a cut that puts them together. and. That's just like, on one hand, it's very frustrating. And on the other hand, I'm thinking about it. And it's very interesting. The fact that the film is so dense and paper thin at the same yeah. time in, in that way. Because that's the thing is that it's, it's told largely through the point of view of this commander. And through that, because another film with uh, voiceover. Yeah, a lot of voiceover. But he, you get the sense that he's writing something. His memoirs is what the plot synopsis yeah. said, but I, there's very few scenes of him writing anything. So that adds a sort of context where you see all these beautiful shots and the focus on the military training. So that adds the context that, okay, these are memories. This is how he perceives it. It's very beautiful. It's very, that's just how he sees it. So I'm like, okay, this makes sense. But at the same time, th- that jealousy is so, it's almost too, ambiguous for me because i i picked up on the the repressed homosexuality stuff but i never got the sense that he was jealous because he was affectionate of the other commander but maybe that's the point is that we we don't entirely know because he doesn't entirely know so yeah i don't know it's not like it's not like a movie like i'm thinking of any things where like you can there's theories it's pretty clear what's happening it's just how you make those connections in the imagery yeah i'll say this on this is a the opposite experience of i'm thinking of ending things because the on an intellectual level no maybe it's the same i don't know (laughs) on an intellectual level i don't know there's nothing there for me to grasp onto yeah uh whereas in i'm thinking of ending things there's something for me to grasp onto constantly here there's nothing and by the and I'm invested because of a emotional connection to the places and the settings and the atmosphere yes. rather than any particular character. It does or idea. In it does film. feel otherworldly. I think the specifically the yes. scene in the, that salted area. Ooh, my favorite scene in the film is where he gets he's hiking to get back to the camp and he gets lost in the salt flats. That uh, great, great filmmaker. Like I'm, one of my issues with a lot of films on this list is is they try to give you the feeling of being somewhere yeah. and fail. Mm-hmm. This very much succeeds in giving you the feeling of being in this hot desert environment of of training there, of being with this group, and then eventually going through this journey through this these salt flats, which was just 
really viscerally interesting. Especially that that shot where the, a few scenes later, where you have the other soldiers looking uh, at the at the vendor. I love that shot of the like crystallized cow skull with the salt all over it because that looks otherworldly too. And then soon after, we see those vendors like walk through the salt fields and they find the body. And that's at that moment, I'm just like this. This doesn't even feel like of this earth. This this feels like a Star Wars location. It's effective. It, it is. The locations are, I think, the biggest, the strongest, strong, biggest strong suit of the film. Yeah. <laughs> no, the strongest strong. You said it already the first time. There's some really interesting shots. There's one shot where the the sergeant, our main character and the the soldier. Yeah. Are like circling each other. And there's this blaring. Oh, before I forget, the film is almost Quentin Tarantino-esque in its soundtrack. That there's yeah. opera, there's soft rock, and then there's a pop music there's disco uh, song there's at the end. Yeah, It's just all over. The, like, it's a more toned down version mm-hmm. of, of how Quentin Tarantino chooses his soundtracks. But there's a shot where the two of them are circling each other. And the like, dry, rocky environment is half of the screen. And then the top half is just ocean. Mm-hmm. And it's just really, in, like, I love that the lots of really interesting framing of the environment around them and choosing a good environment to film in the first place mm-hmm. just because it is it it is very barren it's as someone who grew up in a desert it's even more strange than than any desert you really see because there's a lot of water for for being in a desert but and, at the same and time that, it's the more rocky part of it the like big black rocks that they're stepping over where they're hitting the pickaxes i thought that was like they somehow got more barren um but yeah, i want to ask you this what do you think of the final scene where he's dancing i don't know i love it <laughs> he's it, it was fun it was like a bit of a burst of emotion and of individuality that was kind of repressed throughout the whole film so it, it it makes sense to me i'm not sure i followed it completely to that conclusion yeah. which is another reason why i just kind of want to rewatch well, it because the, see what i'll pick up i, I love i think it took me about 20 to 30 minutes before i realized that i love this movie weirdly and then it was the ending scene where he starts dancing and my immediate thought was i don't know what this is happening but i'm overjoyed i love this so much i i do agree that it was like a sort of maybe he finally now that he's finally out of that military environment he finally has a chance to be himself and now that he's alone confronting his feelings this is what comes out it's a very beautiful moment and i'm like uh, i don't even like this song but i love this song in this scene it's great it's fun so does this deserve to be on the bfi list or the top Greatest films of all time. Do I think it deserves to be there? Yes. Okay. I'm going to put a pin on this. Oh. First time I'm going to do that. Because I'm, I'm close to saying yes. But so far, yeah. what I got out of the first viewing was really interesting, but not justifying being here. Yeah. So I will return to this at some point in the future and update you on this. But I'm going to say no for okay. now. I'm only saying yes because this kind of movie is something that there's a lot of on this list and very rarely do I like this kind of movie. So I'm taking the one time as me liking this kind of movie as a sign that it's good. So I never actually see this is my first Claire Denis movie. Never seen any of her movies. Now I'm excited. 
Interesting director. She's an interesting woman. Did you ever listen to A24 podcast with her and Ryan Johnson? I didn't, no. It's really funny because it's only 24 minutes long, and they do this introduction at the beginning saying Ryan Johnson. They only scheduled this meeting because Ryan Johnson tweeted a reaction to the trailer for High Life saying, Claire Denis in space, I'm in. And it's very funny because you can tell that Claire Denis has no fucking clue who he is. <laughs> because this is before Knives Out. And, you know, he was famous for Brick and uh, Looper and Star Wars. But I feel like Knives Out is the thing that really propelled him into this current. St- well, maybe Last Jedi definitely gave him some notoriety, but notoriety is the correct yes. word for that. Infamous. Yes. Ryan Johnson. But you watch Knives Out and you try to tell me he's a bad director. Knives Out too, is too fun for that. So uh, next week, maybe First Cow, finally. Wait, what's the other movie? We'll see. I don't know. Do you want to watch Chinatown? Because that's what's next. Well, we we're supposed to do Chinatown Inherent Vice. So if we do First Cow, we should do a different movie. Oh, well, oh, now I've already forgotten. Uh, Caché. Is it really? It is. Oh, yeah. Okay. Shit, I'll do it's that. Time for Caché. Do, do you want yeah, to? Yeah, we'll do Caché Hidden Cow. I'd be excited. All right. Caché, directed by Michael Haneke and First Cow. Great pair. Great combination. <laughs> yeah.